0: Welcome, guys. (laughs) Just let's give another round of applause for Jason. All right, so the great opportunity. Okay, we've been talking about that. Uh, Last week, Jason talked about the beautiful community. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the Father's love. Okay, and so I want you to ask yourself this question tonight. Um, Do you love God? Um, and and wrestle with that a little bit right now. Do you like really love him? Do you care about him? Do you want to know him? Um, Do you want him to know you? Do you want him to know everything about you? Um, He already does. Um, But do you know who he is? Um, Do you know about him? Uh, So if you have your Bible, you can turn to Luke 15 and we're going to read this story um, about a father who loves his sons. And it's interesting because it talks about two sons and how they act. And I want you guys to be, as I read this, to be asking yourselves, which one am I, and do I love God? So here is the story, Luke 15:11 to 32 and Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his dad, dad, give me my share of the estate, give me the inheritance. And so the dad divided his property between them and gave it to the younger son. Not long after that, the younger son got together everything, set off to a distant country, and wasted it all away. After he spent everything, there was a severe famine in the town. and He began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out. And he was sent into the fields to feed pigs. And he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. But then he came to his senses and he said, There are many hired servants in my dad's house. And they have food. And they have food to spare. And here I am starving to death. So I'm going to go back to my dad, and I'm going to say to my dad, I've sinned against you and heaven, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. So just make me one of your servants. So he got up and went to his dad. And while he was a long way off, his daddy saw him, was filled with compassion, and ran towards him, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And the son said to his dad, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. And the dad said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine who I thought was dead is alive again. He was lost, but now he's found. And so they began to celebrate and throw a big party. Now there's an older son. And meanwhile, while this is all going on, he's slaving away in the field. When he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing he called one of the servants and asked him, what was going on? The servant said, your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to party. His father went out and pleaded with him. He answered his dad and said, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and, you never diso- and I never disobeyed your orders, yet... You never even gave me a young goat just to celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who squandered and wasted everything away has come home, you killed a fattened calf for him. My son, the dad said, you've always been with me, and everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad because this brother, brother of yours was dead, but is alive again. He was lost, but now is found. This is God's word spoken to you for you, and it'll last forever. There's two sons, right? You got the son who leaves and the son who stays. The son who leaves, why does he leave? Does he love his father? No. The father, does he love his son? Yes. When his son leaves, the father longs for his son to return. The father misses him. The son who leaves is, in this story, is an example of sinners, those who turn away from God, those who rebel against God. So to the sinners in this room, to those who have left the Father, to those who don't believe they're lovable, to those who uh, have, you know... um, who, who see God just as a, as a person who sets up rules and makes things not fun and, and, and is trying to ruin their lives. And to those who have feelings and, and desires that don't line up with God's will, um, and so you're just going to follow what you feel and what you want and what you desire. To those um, who have fallen short, I want you to know that the Father who you rebel against, he misses you. He longs for you to come back. Those who come home are the ones who understand who they are. The son who returns is also the son who leaves. And the reason why he returns is because he knows he needs grace. But it's interesting how he returns, right? He comes back to God. He comes back to the Father. And what does he say? How many of us do this? I've sinned. I come back to God. I'm like, i got to clean myself up. i got to make it right before I can you know, let God see me, or let someone know about this, or hear about this, or I'm just never going to share about it. So he comes back to the father, right, the son, and he says to his father, like, let me work for you. But what does the father do? He says, no, no, no. You're going to be my son again. You're not going to come here and be a servant. So many of us have a servant attitude when we return to God. It's like, God, I promise I'll never do it again. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be greater. I'm going to do the best things in the world for you. And then sure enough, what do we find? We find that we have run away once again. It's because the son who leaves has forgotten who he is. He's forgotten that he's the father's child. As a father... And maybe one day you'll get to be a father or a mother. You love your children, not because of anything they have ever done for you, but simply because they are yours. You just do. They don't do, if anything, they cost a lot of money. <laughs> they don't, if anything, they smell really bad. They keep you up all night. And, and sometimes you'll think, they're trying to ruin my life, um, often, um, with kids. But you love them. Not because of anything they do. And everything they do makes it f- seem like you should not love them, but you love them because they're yours. The father loves the son who leaves because that's his boy. There's a son, though, who stays with the father the whole time, but yet he's the furthest away from his father's heart. The son who stays, he stays. Why does he stay? We learn in the story that he actually doesn't stay because he loves the father. No, he stays because just like the younger brother, he wants what he can get out of the father. He wants the inheritance, he wants the money. He's bitter and angry when the son returns because his inheritance is cut in half again. What was once his has now been cut in half again. The father splits the inheritance with the older son and the younger son the younger son goes wasted all away comes back and when the son when the younger son becomes the son again with the father the older brother loses his inheritance half of it what is owed to him he's bitter and angry about it it's unfair it's not right it's an unfair story guys right it's not right it's not just it's unfair right I want to tell you something that's unfair is Jesus, the Son of God, dying for you. Jesus, the Son of God, who's done nothing wrong. Jesus, the Son of God, who's perfect and righteous. King over heaven and earth. Comes down from his throne, enters the world as a baby, grows up, obeys the father from a place of loving his dad and being with his dad obeys his father so much to the point his father says, go to earth and go and die on the cross, dies on the cross because he obeys and loves his father. And in doing that, he's separated from his father. In his death, he becomes sin and is separated from the father he's known his whole life. And the father turns his face from Jesus and turns it to you. A sinner. If you are in Jesus... You are forgiven for having the older brother heart and the younger brother heart. The older brother is met outside by the father. He comes outside of the party he says, hey son, come in and celebrate and eat. The story ends with us not knowing whether the older brother comes inside or not. Will you come inside and eat and celebrate? Will you come inside and enjoy the presence of your dad? And really, the question is, is the father's asking us, do you love me? Do you love me? Or are you just trying to get my money, my inheritance, my reward? Some of you guys in this room need to think about which son you are. So if you're the son who leaves, you might think like this sometimes when it comes to sin. You go, and I've done this. This is, this is I've done this many times. I go, I I know I shouldn't do this. I can sin, though, because I know God will forgive me no matter what. I know I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyways because I know I'm forgiven. That is called taking advantage of God. That is called abuse. That is called manipulation, and it is evil. It's wrong, and it deserves hell. the son who stays maybe this is what you've thought I obey I work hard I do the best I can all the time as much as I can because I know God if I do this God will give me a good life a career a happy family I'll be an athlete I'll be great I'll the eternity in heaven for you maybe following God and obeying him is about you getting your out of free out of hell card right it's you getting heaven You couldn't really care, though. You wouldn't really care if God was there or not. You're really just hoping grandma or grandpa are there, brother or sister. Or if you're like me, maybe heaven is, for me, maybe all I want in heaven is just to see Blakely. What if I don't see her, though, and I saw Jesus? Would I still want to be in heaven? That's the question I have to ask myself. What if I go to heaven and my family's not there, but it's just Jesus, would I stay? Would I love him the most? What would you do? How you answer that question reveals your heart. Maybe you're not a Christian. And maybe you don't love Jesus. And maybe you don't love God. If you're here, though, and your heart pricks, and you feel convicted, and maybe you feel guilty, right? Like, man, <laughs> and I feel it right now. That's the Holy Spirit. And what he's saying is this. Your heart is evil. Your desires are evil confess those come home come inside and celebrate and enjoy the grace as found in Jesus if you feel convicted you're close to the heart of the father come home share with him pray to him read the word (laughs) so many times I read the Bible and I pray just because I feel like I should why not do it because you want Why not do it because you want to know what your dad says. You want to know what Jesus says. You want to have a conversation with him. You want to talk to him. You want to hear what he has to say. You want to worship because you want to experience his presence and feel him in the room. The problem with both sons is they do not realize how much God loves them. They've forgotten how much their father adores them and cares about them. He loves them so much that he will give away his boy to die on the cross for you. I've told this story before, but I love it because I think it captures it, what a true older brother does. You know, the story should have gone. The younger son left with all the money, and the older brother went running after him to find him. When the famine hit, it should have said the older brother realized there was a famine, that his younger brother was out there and could be starving. and So the older brother went out and found him and brought him home. The older brother cared too much about making the money, cared too much about earning the father's approval, and not actually being in relationship with the father. He should have seen that what the father wanted was for his younger brother to come home and to go out and get him. Right? He should have seen the heart of his father for his younger brother and said, my father wants my brother to come home. He's too old to go get him. I'll go get him. Before this story is shared, there's a story of a shepherd going to find one lost sheep and leave in the 99. There's a reason why they follow each other. What was lost is found. We have an older brother who finds us, who comes to earth and looks for us, and I'm talking about him right now, and he told this story 2,000 years ago so you would hear it and know it to be true. This story took place in Indiana. It's a true story. Um, There's two boys, an older one and a younger one, and their mom lets them play, you know, during the afternoons. Um, They live by a river that's been dredged, which means a giant boat came through, pulled up the dirt, and dumped it off the sides, creating piles of sand. Kids love playing in them. It's really fun, but they're extremely dangerous because they can create air pockets inside the piles. And if you land on one of the air pockets, you fall through, and the sand covers you up, and you suffocate. So it's very dangerous to play by them, and they were told not to. But one day, they were kids, and they went and played on them. One day, they didn't come home for dinner, and the mom freaked out, and the whole community freaked out, and they all went out looking for them. They found the younger son, the younger boy, the younger brother. His head was barely barely sticking out of the sand of one of um, one of where the by the river. And they came and pulled him out and dug him out, in the, and he was barely breathing. And he gained consciousness, and they said, "Where's your older brother?" He said, "I was standing on his shoulders." standing on his shoulders. That's what an older brother does. That's what Jesus does for you. You're sinking in quicksand. Your life is threatened with death because of your sin. And Jesus says, stand on my shoulders. I'll die for you. Breathe. Stand on my shoulders. I'll die for you. Do you love him? Do you love God? Because he loves you so much. And you matter to him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the story. Thank you for the love that you offer us. I pray for those in this room who don't know you um, who haven't who don't realize how much um, you love them, that they would feel your love and I pray for those who feel convicted as either the younger son or the the older son that we would just confess that right now and say God we need you God I, I confess that right now I'm an older brother I'm bitter, I'm angry I feel like it's not fair and I confess Father I have sinned. I confess that my heart has longed for what you can give me, and not you. I want to see Blakely again, but God, I know that what I need to want more is you, and to see you. So I confess my idolatry of my children. I confess my idolatry of my family, my job, my money. Um, And I look to you to rescue me. Will you let me stand on your shoulders? You keep me safe, protect me. I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys get to go to small groups, uh, talk about being an older brother or a younger brother. So find your leaders and, and get it.